On this episode of Sap and Chats, we are going to look back at the fight that it was, Canelo versus Charlo. We're also going to take a look ahead at the Wood Warrington contest coming up this weekend. We're also going to take a look at Usyk and Fury. All this and so, so much more on this episode of Sap and Chats Boxing. So strap in and thank you for letting us into your ears. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Samp and Chance. I am your host, Bobby Sampson. Join with me with my joint. Uh, sorry, five, four, three, two, one. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Samp and Chance. I am your host, Bobby Sampson. Joined as always with my man with the master plan, Mr. Chance Michael. Chance, how are you, buddy? Happy Thursday. I'm doing good. How about yourself? Can't complain, man. The weekend is here again. We already had one long weekend, and we're going into a second long weekend. Yeah. Kind of interesting, isn't yeah. it? So? This last weekend, it was all about forgiveness and feeling bad for the bad things that we've done. But this weekend, we'll celebrate how they took everything over and have a big dinner for it. <laughs> when you live in um, Trudeau's Canada, nothing makes sense, man, probably. But I don't know, but, if you think, but Thanksgiving's always had that connotation to it, right? Yeah. But you throw in this another holiday now, which is basically the week before. It's just it's mm-hmm. mind blowing if you think about the dynamics and the parameters of what each one represents and what we're doing. Anyways, we're not political. Let's leave it at that. You got an idiot as a leader like we got, you know, strange things happen, but I'll leave it at that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, brother. All right. Let's get into a round number one. Let's talk about the fight that happened this past weekend. Canelo versus Charlo. Ding ding. What do you think? You watched it with me. Well, a lot of people are criticizing for fighting Charlo now, but yeah, one week ago today, everybody's like, oh, he's taking a big risk fighting Charlo. Charlo has all this power. Charlo's going to hurt him. Canelo's past his prime, knocking Canelo, knocking Canelo. Now it is, well, he looked good, but Charlo's no good. Charlo has no power. Charlo's too small. So the guy can't buy a break. He looked good. He looked fast, explosive. He, you could hear the thud on his punches. He was sitting down on his punches. It was almost a sparring session. After the fight, he had a little mark above his eye. You know that Canelo even been in the fight. It looked amazing. As Canelo said, this Canelo right now, he's going to beat anybody that comes across him at his weight class. I don't think anybody can stop him. If he fought like he fought against Charlo, I don't think he can be stopped right now. I thought he had an amazing performance, and now we're knocking Charlo because people hate Canelo. But last week, we were praising Charlo. So, hey, it was an amazing fight. He looked, he looked awesome. Charlo didn't do much, but hats off to Canelo, man. Great performance. Can't knock the guy. You? There, okay. So the way I look at this fight, having some time to go back on it now and think about it, I go back to when Andrea, Andreas Bubu went into the locker room and, you know, the press conference, you know, looking yeah. for an opportunity and Canelo said, payday, 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 payday. I believe that's what Charlo only wanted in this fight. Um, yeah. He's undisputed champion. I'm taking nothing away from him. But the man did not show up at all. Taking nothing. Hold on, hold on. I'm taking nothing away from Canelo, okay? Canelo basically had a punching bag the whole night. This guy did nothing. He didn't show up to fight. He stayed on the outside, in my opinion. I just feel that Charlo didn't bring anything to the table. Taking nothing away from Canelo. Canelo's amazing. He's powered good. Yes. I just don't know, you know, how 
much we can take away from this performance for Canelo. Considering well, the guy he fought did nothing. He just But the thing is he was scared though. He did nothing because he was scared of getting knocked down. He got knocked down the seventh round. He got stiffed a few times. Once he he wanted like he took it, he just fought Canelo for the pity. Everybody wants to fight Canelo for the pity. Anybody calling Canelo out, all he wants money. And they want his belts. It's mostly for the money. Let's be honest here. But Charlo didn't want to win. The problem is he didn't look good because he's not as good as Canelo. And Canelo hit so hard and he felt a few of those shots. Like, oh my God, I'm going to get knocked out on live TV. So I'll just, you know, well, look like a chump and clap the peg. Here's the deal, man. We, we know but now. But he didn't want to win. We know for good. sure now that weight does matter. Power doesn't yeah, translate. Absolutely. Okay. He took one of his shots and he got scared and he stayed on the outside for the rest of the night. He mm-hmm. did nothing. Right, Canelo's not known. Canelo's not known for throwing a lot of punches in the first place, right? Yeah, whatever he throws, whatever he throws is precise, right? Mm-hmm. I think this hurts Charlo way more than you can imagine. Only Charlo does go back is, down his regular weight. Nobody to fight him now. Even Crawford said, "I'm not interested in you" because he didn't show up. I mean, even at 154, what are the what are his opponents going to think of him down there now? You know what I mean? Like it just it just he really put himself in a bad spot. In my opinion, he just at nice. least tried. He should have tried. The other piece from that, in my opinion, was that if you think if you looked around the arena, the whole thing wasn't sold out. They had curtained off some of the areas up, up in the upper bowl. It'll be well tickets were expensive. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, I know less than Charlo tried to win. He just he didn't. He didn't he try. Power, he just I, I, can't, I don't see him trying at all. He didn't try at all. I think he tried. He to just thought he just was cautious. He's just not as good as Canelo. There's levels and tiers. As Canelo's an all-time great. Charlo's good. He's not an all-time great. And Charlo's he's been out of the ring for two years. Charlo's been out of the ring for two years and everything. Take all of that into account. He took one shot from Canelo, and that was it for him. He got scared. Yeah, of that hard. Yep. Right. All right. We went a little over on that round. The bell's already rung, but we kept going. But let's get right into round number two. Uh, round number two, Woods Warrington, man. This is going to be a real oh, – pardon me here. Here we go. Wood – what's going on? There we go. Pardon me. Let's start that again. Wood Warrington, what are your thoughts? Well, i got a quick little breakdown here. You know, I, was, I like both fighters, but um, Wood, basically, he kind of does the same thing every fight. So does Warrington. But basically, Wood, he likes to keep his hat a little bit lower. Keeps his right hand here. He likes to paw. He likes to push you back. He likes to use the feint. He's measuring you. He's keeping you at bay. Okay. Warrington keeps his hands up here. He likes to walk in, hit you with those little bit of hooks. He's a dirty fighter, but he's compact. He stays like this. He stays stuck. Different styles here. Um, I think Warrington's a little bit long on the tooth. I got Lee Wood winning by decision. But this fight here will be fireworks. Might even be one of the best fights of the year. I got Lee Wood by a 12-round decision. Um... Yeah, it should be a good fight. That's my thought. So leeway by 12 round, but they have different styles, but they're going to get together and they're going to both get at it. Well, let's, let's be honest, man. Both guys are two-time champions in the in mm-hmm. the division. I mean, right now he's got the WBA belt, but two-time WBA champion, Warrington, two-time IBF champion in the division. So, I mean, pretty even across the board. Um, I think you're right. I'm going to give the edge to Wood only because of, you know, the momentum he's bringing in to it after his fight with Laura, retaining his title, you know, regaining that that momentum. Um, This will be, I don't think this will be a brawl. This will be like a chess match. It'd be very exciting. And I do agree with you. I think Wood takes this in 12 rounds. And uh, according to Vegas, uh, we got Josh Warren. He's a two to one underdog, so he's a, he's an underdog. 
Uh, Lee Wood is the favorite, two to one favorite. So Vegas sees it going a decision by Wood. Who knows? Warren, you can catch him. Anything can happen, but we're looking forward to it. Well, I mean, everyone thought Wood was going to beat Laura the first time around, too, right? And then, you know, it just. Yeah, this is on the zone. It's a free fight on the zone. So whoever subscribes to the zone, go watch it on there. And yes. Live from Sheffield, England. So, I mean, out here on the West Coast, we're looking at about a 2, 2.30 bell call, 5.30 bell call in the East. Um, these are the kind of fights I look forward to, man. They go under the radar, you know, no yeah, one they do. them. And they turn out to be the pure gems. I mean, I think we're due for a gem. Um, this could be it. This could right? be it, right? I thought, I thought, you know, like I said, I thought the Canelo fight was going to be a gem. It turned out to be more of a dud, in my opinion. I mean, you know, it was a fight, but it wasn't the fight I expected. Um, it didn't mean the hype that was behind it, but you just never know, right? I know we're talking Wood Warrington, but do you think Bud should even attempt to fight Canelo? He can if he want to, but he's going to get his butt whooped. Kyle hits too hard, man. Buzz has got skin skill, but Kyle's at a different level. I mean, yes, his last couple of fights, you maybe not look as crisp as always, but you're not always going to look as crisp as, you, crisp as you always can. Kyle's motivated now. He hears everybody chattering, and look what he did. Just demolish the undisputed champion. Very, very quickly, who's got right? the best skill? It's Bud or Canelo? I say Bud. Four seconds. Technical, yes, power of Canelo. All right, fair enough. Ding, ding. There we go. Round number three is in the books. Uh, round round number two is in the books. Round number three got announced last week. We don't have a date, December 23rd or early January. You know what I'm talking about. Fury versus Usyk, man. Wow. So we're finally going to get this fight one way or the other this December or January. Um, what do you think, man? Well, I was saying on a few shows ago, a month ago, I said after Fury fights Nagano, he will fight Usyk. He's telling everybody he's not going to fight Usyk just to be a jerk, just to troll everybody, just to piss people off. Fury knows legacy. Yes, he wants all the money he can make. He's going to make like $100 million, $200 million his last couple of fights. The guy's a big money maker. He'll beat Nagano, and then he will beat Usyk. I think it's five to six rounds. Usyk is just too small. He's getting older. Fury hits too hard. But I'm glad they made the fight, regardless of the Undisputed, the two best heavyweights in the Lockhorns. They're saying December will probably drag it out of January or something like that, but it's official. It's locked down. Mr. Bob Aaron even said a few weeks ago, this is an easy fight to make. We'll make it. They made it, and I love it. You? Furious to lose. Honestly, at the yeah. end of the day, when it's all said and done, this would be completely furious to lose. Um, mm -hmm. My only concern is, like, what I think will determine if it's going to be December or January is how the outcome of this fight. Yeah, how much punishment you take? Yeah. I I know Fury's gonna beat him up. I know Fury's gonna win, but there's always that puncher's chance of that dude. Absolutely, power. Yeah. That's my only concern. Like, I don't know if it was wise to have called this fight and made this fight when you're still in the midst of one, right? Like, you you can't take Nagano lightly. I'm not taking it. In, you know, I'm not taking anything away from Tyson. No, he, he won't take him lightly. I hope not, because, I mean, that's my only concern on this. That could be dampering it. The only reason I could see December 23rd also is because I understand that the Joshua Deontay is just completely collapsed again. Wilder, uh, Joshua will never fight Wilder, because if he does, he's going to get knocked out. He knows that. They'll never fight. It's never going right. to happen. But January would have been that time where they put the four of them on the same card, right? So I'm wondering yeah. if they're waiting to see how that plays out or the outcome and what, what happens if Tyson gets hit or if he needs time to recover? I mean, based on what we know and the way Tyson fights, he should just dance around this guy, throw some jabs, and, you know, maybe go the full 12 rounds or the 10 rounds, whatever they're fighting, right? Yeah. Win by decision. If anything, if I'm Tyson, I use this as a sparring session. Pretty much what he's doing. Tyson's a very smart man. 
people think he doesn't know what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He always knew he's going to fight Usyk, but on his terms, when he's ready, he's the A side. Usyk is the B side. You fight what I tell you you're going to fight out of Mayweather's playbook, De La Hoya's playbook. Maybe a jerk move. That's how boxing is, right or wrong. And I'm glad they're getting it on. So hats off to both of them for this. The fans win on this one, right? Well, no, hundred percent. I mean, we're hopefully it's in December. I mean, that would be just the nightcap to the year. Oh, right? dude, yeah. early, early, early Christmas, early Christmas. And, and you, uh, Ferry will be a uh, probably three to three to one favorite, maybe even a four to one favorite. He's going to be a big favorite because of how Usyk looked in his last fight. He's lucky to get through that one. Honestly, I mean, based on that alone, I think if you wanted to, you finish him in the first round with a yeah. body shot. That's all it's yeah. going to be. Oh, he's going to go for that body. It's not going to be pretty. Looking forward to it, my friend. All right, that's the end of that round. Let's talk about what we did last Saturday. And, you know, we haven't really talked about it, man. So I thought maybe we could spend a little time just sharing our thoughts and our, our insights on the opportunity we had to sit down with one Mexican monster, David Benavides, and the team there. Um, I was there live. You were there remotely. I mean, what energy did you get? From, from just being, you know, obviously you were on the screen, but what did you feel? I thought it was a good interview. Uh, he enjoyed it. Uh, you could see it in his face. That, you know, he's, he had a gleam to him. You know, he enjoyed the questions. Um, he had fun with it. He, he, was, he looked relaxed. He looked calm. He enjoyed what we asked him. Uh, it was a good experience. I've had nothing but positive feedback. I put in some of the chat groups that I'm in for football and blah, 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 and soccer, and everybody said, hey, even guys don't even watch boxing. So some guys haven't even heard of David Benavidez. Who's that? They only know Canelo and Fury. And they watched it and hit the like button and said, hey, it was a good interview, guys. I really, he really felt comfortable, they're saying. You guys made him feel comfortable. And uh, good background was great. The Benavidez and Lemieux and the belts and the hats. Like, it was great. All around, knocked it out of the park. What about you? What's your take? Well, I was there, right? And I mean, before the camera started rolling, before we brought you on and everything else, you know, just, just walking in there, um, meeting them in, in the in, in the in the parking lot, you know, David was just so gracious right from the start, right? And uh, you know, here's the thing: like David's a top five guy, you know what I mean? Like he he's up there, he has that clout. He could have sat in the corner and and waited for us or waited for me to say, "All right, we're ready, let's go." But uh, this guy was hands on, man. What do you guys need? Do you need a table? He mm-hmm. ran to the other side to grab a table. He didn't have to do those things, you know what I mean? Um, just the conversations that we were having before and afterwards, it was just the energy. And yeah, you're right, man. We made him feel comfortable. We made him feel at ease. And, you know, some of the things that he talked about, we, we got some exclusives out of it, you know, like, so that, yeah, was that good. um, you know, and, and I think that we really showed, and this is the thing that we want to show people is the positivity we bring to everything. We could have, we could have used some of the stuff that he said as clickbait. We could have hammered about a couple of things. We could have, right? There was a couple moments there where I could have said something. Yeah. In response oh, to... Oh, one more thing I got to bring up before the round ends. Yeah. A few bo- big-time boxing writers quoted our interview and then gave us credit. At the bottom, they'd write David Benavidez Andrade, blah, blah, blah. Snapping chats. Three or four different big-time Michael Benson, the name one. The guys from Eastside Boxing. Dan Ambrose. They, they watched it, yeah. And they quoted us. They quoted yeah, David yeah. from our thing. They didn't steal it. They could have. So they were first class in doing that. So it was a big interview, man. There's no other way to slice it. it no, huge. it was a great interview. And it was kind of fun because I, I think, uh, I, I don't remember who was talking to Jamal, but I mean, they're like, so you're fighting Benavides. Yeah, they kind of leaked it. So I kind of chuckled. There you go. That. Um, but yeah, so so we know that 
this card's looking good, man. You got David, you got uh, Boo Boo on as the main event, uh, Junior brother and child. Junior against uh, you know Maul. Jamal. And one more thing: a lot of people are saying Jamal is fighting. Uh, Benavidez into that. He's fighting a can. He's fighting a duck. Uh, uh-uh. we've seen him train. Benavidez, win, lose, or draw, will fight hard, and he won't stop till you finish him out. So this is not going to be an easy fight for Charlo. I'll say that right now. Dude, I'm going to be in complete agreement with you. Here's the thing, okay? We just saw what um, Charlo looks like who hasn't fought. Yeah, exactly. Right? David hasn't fought a lot also. Or, sorry, uh, Jose Jr. hasn't fought a lot also. But let's be honest, he has one fight under his belt before he gets into this one. Um, You know what, man? I just think it's going to be a Benavidez sweep, this this card. I just really do. I, I just so. really feel it. And I think Jose's got great Luciana. He's got great cardio, and he's tough as nails. So he's... Yeah, Charles, gonna play, man. I mean, you can train as much as you want, and you know, I'll talk. We'll talk about this as we get closer. But should Ray, should Roy, I love him to death, but should Roy be a trainer? We won't that's talk about question. it, but we'll just leave it at that, right? Um, so yeah, so that's basically round number four, man. Um, why don't we talk about Roy and being a trainer in round five? Let's talk. We call this round five the the open round. Well, we can just talk about anything we want and, you know, just kind of go with the flow with it. What do you think? Yes, do it. Yeah, all right. So, should Roy Jones Jr. be a trainer? Yes, but because he's an all-time great, I think we might be overvaluing him as a trainer. Just because you were a great fighter or a great basketball or hockey player doesn't mean you're going to be a great coach or no owner. Example, my all-time hero, Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. The best coach, Michael Jordan, my favorite basketball player, wasn't a great owner. Just because you guys can do something amazing on the courts or in the ring doesn't mean it translates into teaching people and getting through to them. So I get, yes, he should be a trainer. How great of a trainer he is, he hasn't proven to be a great trainer yet. Will he be? He could, but it's hard to say. I'm not sure. What do you think? I think he's got to have a few more fights under his belt, but so yeah, far... Well, not- I mean, I don't know how many guys he's trained per se. Overall, the one that stands out is Chris Eubank Jr., right? But mm. again, you know, Eubank was kind of throwing him under the bus, right? So which is unfair. You can't do that. Um, but you're right. I don't know. Like Roy is motivational. He brings yep. a lot of good energy and I think he's good that way. But it's like you said, it's hard because I mean, he was a caliber of fighter that can't be touched, right? A mm-hmm. lot of what he was and what he does can't be taught. Either you That's all he made, Roy Jr. can't be touched. So he, yeah. so him trying to teach that, that can't be taught is a hard, hard thing to do. Um, I think he has his hand full, in my opinion, with Jamal. I think Jamal has a lot of demons right now, man. Yeah, he, I yeah. agree with you. Right? And here's the other thing. If you think about it, remember we were watching it uh, when we were watching the fight and they did that cut mm-hmm. scene where Maul came into the dressing room. Yeah. And shaking hands with everyone. Did you notice the hug between him and Jamal? Got some tension there. Jamal half-ass hugged him and he didn't even know. And he is, his eyes were pointed somewhere else, like, get me out of here. Pretty much. Right? I mean, respect his brother showing up to his fight. But here's the thing, man. I just don't I don't think I don't think he has the ma- mental capacities right now to be in the ring. I just don't. It's hard. You could be right, but we said that about TF Demo that he came over and kicked some ass and looked great. So it's hard to say. But Roy, if anybody, like you said, he's a great motivational guy. He can talk, he's got the slang, he's cool, looks cool, acts cool. Maybe he's the guy to get Charlo over that hump to get him to beat the crap out of Benavidez Jr. But if Charlo loses this fight, Roy's going to go way down the tubes as far as training goes. They need to win this fight, Charlo and Roy. This is a lot of the line to this card. It'll be a great card. I can't wait. 
Well, like I said, I mean, I've heard about a couple of the other matches there. I, I believe Ray Vargas might be defending his title down there as well. I believe, I, I think that's what I heard. I mean, if that's the case, I mean, those three fights alone, and they were talking about one more matchup on there as well that I heard about. Oh, speaking of fights announced, uh, December 2nd, free on the zone, Ryan mm-hmm. Garcia versus Durante. The Golden Boy announced that. So at least Garcia is getting back on the saddle. And yeah, cool. Should See be a good fight. Goes. All right, brother man, I tell you what, that kind of, kind of, there we go. There goes the bell. So we're pretty yeah. much done with these rounds. I think we've had a pretty good session. Do you have anything that happened on this week in boxing? A few things happen, but I just like to stick to one. Less only two major things, but this one will stand out to most people. This week in boxing, 1998, at the time, not money, money Mayweather's pretty boy Floyd. He won his junior lightweight title against Hernandez. They stopped it at eight rounds in Vegas and Mandalay Bay. He's 18 and 0. He won his first belt 1998 this week in the fight capital of the world. Floyd, yeah. pretty boy Floyd at the time, not Money Mayweather yet. He wasn't Money Mayweather. Really beat De La Hoya in 2007 in Cinco de Mayo. There you go. There you go. Okay. So, speaking of Floyd, did you catch the post fight press conference they did? Maybe not for the Charlo fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I seen him reach over and shake Canelo's hand, but I didn't, okay. I didn't catch that. So it's kind of funny because I mean, uh, after Jamal came in or Jamal came in and did his press conference, um, mm-hmm. there was a little gap there. Floyd comes up with Carmel uh, Morton, his new protege. He had a fight on the card as well. His first professional fight. Apparently, this yeah. is the next coming. Um, and man, Floyd just took over the whole thing. It was funny. It was funny to watch. Go he back. This Floyding one. never made a camera that he doesn't love. Dude, this guy took over the whole press conference, right? Like it's just like 20 minutes of Floyd with this kid beside him talking. And when Floyd walked away, this one guy asked a question about being greatest or something. And Floyd came back and took exception to it. Who, who who's beaten the most world champions? Who who's done this? Who's done that? Who's you know, blah blah blah. And like you, yeah, have, he calls you have. all time. So the greatest of all time is Floyd Mayweather. Thank you. And he walked away. But really interesting. I think Floyd's just an interesting character, man. And I can't argue with the guy. He says, look, I never got hit. I still have all my faculties with me. I can still function. A lot of boxers can't, right? So, you know. He says that, but he can't read. So how many? He must took a few couple dingers outside his head. Hey, maybe, maybe he can read now. What's that? Maybe you learn how to read? Yeah. No, no, maybe he can read now. Maybe. Yeah, he can read dollars on. He's well off. Like I said, I think his exhibition fights are done. I don't think he's doing it anymore. The last couple of fights he didn't draw. He's got to fight a well-known guy or nobody cares. I believe on the December 9th, they're doing talking about uh him doing one of his exhibition fights on Showtime. He's got to fight a name guy, though. Nobody's gonna watch. The last guy we know who the hell he was. Well, I don't know, man. If it's Showtime, let's see what they're gonna do, right? I mean, that's what I heard. Um I think that's I hope he does. I mean, fight somebody that we've heard of. No, definitely. definitely. Last thing, last thing, I just came to my mind. Uh, De La Hoya came out and did a post. I don't know if he was looking for a club. Yeah, all the he called, out, he called right. out all the promoters to say, let's get together and do something. What do you think? He's right. But the reason why is saying that he doesn't have any good fight, like many fighters. Top right, the Showtime album all. Or, you know what I mean? They have them all. Heyman, Aram, Eddie Hearn, they got all the guys. Well, you, you know, know got, yeah. Brother, no. we talked we we talked about Wood and Warrington, but we totally forgot to mention the fact that his main guy now, Zordo, is fighting Smith this weekend, right? Joe Smith? Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And that fight's also coming up here. So Zordo coming off a loss to Bivel. 
and uh, Smith losing his titles to Better Beef, right? So, I mean, this is a redemption fight for both guys. One thing I'll say about David Hoya, he's one of my favorite fighters. He fought everybody. He wasn't scared of nobody. He fought Pacquiao, Mayweather. The list goes on and on. Mosley, Trinidad, Hopkins. So he's right. We say let's get the best to fight the best. Boxing is can be boring, but we are seeing Crawford and Spence. We're going to see Fury, Usyk. So we are getting some of those best of their weight classes getting out. So it's getting better. But he's right. But he also needs their help to elevate his guys. And that's, so it's a, he's right. All right, all right. So very quickly before we end here, Zordo Smith, who do you got? Both guys coming off losses. One guy losing his title. The other guy losing his own. I'm going to go Smith. Yeah, I got it. I almost Smith too, but it should be a good fight. It's going to be a good fight. So we got a great Saturday night lined up here, man, with boxing and a little bit of wrestling as well. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to this Thanksgiving weekend here up in Canada, man. All right, tell you, brother, man, let's wrap it up here. I know you got to hit the road. I got to hit the road as well. The weekend is fast approaching. So everybody, as I always say to you now, please, if you're in Canada, we're going into a long weekend, which means, you know, uh, free flows and 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 uh, puffs of smokes in the air, whatever makes you guys happy. Please yeah. enjoy, have a lot of fun, be with your families, and remember the key word here: family. So so stay strong, enjoy yourself, leave your keys at home, take a cab, take an Uber, call your buddy, whatever you have to do, just get home safe, and that's all we ask, man. And yeah, on that note, I'm Bobby Sampson. He's Trans Michaels. In the words of the great ACDC, those that download, like, and subscribe to the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you. So everybody, please, in the words of Ed Whalen, in the meantime and in between time, that's it for Sap and Chance. Have a great weekend and please stay blessed. Sap and Chance out.